A lot happened over the weekend, and we've got it all covered for you here on Bulls Beat. We've got softball first as a record was broken by the Bulls ace pitcher Georgina Cork. Some thrilling highlights from the Saturday game. Guess what? No highlights from the Sunday game as well. You'll understand when we get there, but still overall a very strong performance by the Bulls. We also go back a little bit to Friday night when they grabbed a nice win as well against Kansas City. They are 3-1 and one, and four more tough games coming up this upcoming weekend. Also, men's basketball put on quite a show Saturday night in Wichita, lost the game, but really a lot of encouragement. And you'll hear a little bit of Brian Gregory from his show, which debuts today on the channel. Three segments, 45 minutes of the coach and Jim Lighthall, and some excellent stuff. And yeah, the recap of the Wichita State game. You'll kind of hear the comments that echo my feelings on the game in that it was as encouraging a performance, as good a performance from the Bulls you could have without winning. And I know, you know, some people might think a loss is a loss. Not true. If you take the number one team in the country to overtime, it's not the same as losing to the worst team in the country by 20. And the point of this is if the Bulls can continue efforts like that, and now they turn home for basically the remainder of the regular season and start to pile up some wins going into conference play, that's where you want to be going into conference play. You look at the conference, and now Houston has lost a couple games in a row, and it's going to be, I think, a very exciting American Athletic Conference tournament. Remember, we do a conference show. It'll air later on on Monday, and a lot happened over the weekend. You, of course, started off softball. You started off women's lacrosse. You had plenty of drama in basketball, and, of course, golf and tennis. It's all happening right now in the spring, and we've got it all covered for you here on the channel when it comes to USF. Baseball begins this week as well. Starting tomorrow, you're going to hear a lot of audio from Billy Mole, some from Roberto Pena and Jack Jasiak. We had that media day last week, and you'll start to get those comments as well and get you ready for baseball season. Of course, basketball into its final month, essentially. And the women's basketball team, not in a good spot after what happened yesterday. They're not on the bubble yet, but they are close to being on the bubble. We'll get you some honest comments from Jose Fernandez. And no, we're not going to play highlights from that game. If you want to hear it get replayed, we're indeed airing the replay of the game, and that alone will give you the vibe of how things went. I think not only what Jose said after the game, which you will hear on this show, but the way that myself and Bridget Miranda called that game was in line with how it should have been called because it wasn't good for the Bulls, with one exception, losing 54-33 to to UCF. The Knights are an outstanding defensive team and basically wrapped up the conference championship with that win, but there's some issues with the Bulls, and if they don't get them corrected, then, well, wait until you hear what Jose Fernandez said, and that'll be in our second segment, where we'll also run down the weekend for golf, tennis, and track and field. Third place showing to start off the spring for the men's team, outstanding showing, along with, unfortunately, tough losses, again, for both tennis teams, losing by that narrowest of margins in tennis, 4-3. to three. Can they get a break? Hasn't happened yet for either tennis team, and track and field was in the Windy City over the weekend. Let's start off with softball, though, and we will go back to Friday night for a brief recap of that. It was the Bulls defeating Kansas City. Of course, on Friday's show, we had highlights of the season opening win against Illinois State, where Georgina Corrick pitched five innings, two unearned runs, and nine strikeouts. Knew she was not going to get the start with Michigan and Florida on the horizon Friday. Cam Dolby got the start, and she... Certainly looks better. She was firing in more fastballs. Last year was just a struggle. She was hurt. She walked 36 batters, only struck out eight. Well, right off the bat, two walks, unfortunately. She gave up a sack bunt. Kansas City looked like it was in position to get a run at least as she hit a batter with the pitch to load up the bases. 
but got a key fly out to end the inning. And then the Bulls' offense got going right at the top of the order. Alexis Johns with a bunt single after going three for four in her first game, making Sheehan with the double. And then Alana Rivera drives in two. That one gets through the infield. It's going to score one run. They're going to go ahead and send Sheehan, and it's 2-0 Bull. They would put up a four spot in the first inning. Nothing wrong with that. As after that, Vivian Pond walked. Madison Epperson ends up laying down a sack bunt. Megan Piero with a sacrifice fly, of course, because in the first game, she had two separate RBIs without a hit. Make it three in her first game in AB. Emma Humplick singles. Emily Hanlon, who got the start for the Bulls, an RBI single. And again, 4 nothing. However, Cam Dolby's day would come to an end in the next inning as the new leadoff hitter for Kansas City, Sidney Nichols, pounded a three-run homer. This was after a walk and a hit-by-pitch on 0-2 to the number 9 batter. So it was 4-3. to In came Aaron Pepping, and boy, did she have a valuable role in this one. The transfer from East Carolina, three and two-thirds innings of hitless relief. Walked one, but struck out five, and obviously earned the win. She would struggle against the Florida Gators on Sunday, but her pitching effort was really instrumental, again, after it became a 4-3 to game in this one. But the Bulls were back at it, scoring runs in the bottom of the third. Mentioned Megan Piero with three RBI without a hit. Well, in this Inning again at the top of the order. John singles, Sheehan singles, sack bunt, but then a ground out and a walk. So somebody had to come up with a hit, and it was Piero. There's not going to be a chance for a sacrifice with two outs. There's no way. She's going to have to come up with her first hit of the year. Piero did have two outs last night. If you're wondering if her batting average is still on zero or if her ABs are on zero, she does have a couple. Hits that ball pretty well to right field. Center fielder has a track on it. Hillbrenner over her head. It's going to drop in for extra bases. And it's going to clear the bases. No sacrifice there. All extra base power by Megan Piero. And it's a bases clearing triple. 7-3 Bull. That really broke the game open. The Bulls win it by the score of 10-4. to If you want to hear even more highlights, I posted them to our SoundCloud page, the Unlimited Unloaded page. We put those up on late Friday so you could hear even more of the action. The Bulls would tack on runs in the third and the sixth inning. Kansas City just had two hits in the game. The second one was a homer as well off of Lexi Kopko, the second-year pitcher from the left side who gave the Bulls an inning. Bulls get the 10-4 to win. Actually, Georgina Korok did pitch the final inning, which was only noteworthy because it brought her to within eight of the all-time record for strikeouts by an American Athletic Conference pitcher. Incidentally, top of the order in that game, Alexis Johns and Megan Sheehan, both two for four with two runs, and Megan Piero, three for three with four RBI. Also, two hit games for Humplick and Hanlon as the Bulls posted 12 hits. Then it was on to really the key game on Saturday afternoon. We said the schedule kind of shaped up for the Bulls because Michigan was going to be playing its fourth game while the Bulls were going to be playing their third and spread out across three separate days while Michigan's four games were across two days. And that the game before the Bulls played number 13 Michigan was going to be against the Florida Gators. Well, in that game, they went with their ace pitcher, the one who led the country in strikeouts per innings pitch last year, or at least strikeouts per seven innings, which was right shy of 13, Alex Staraka. Now, she struck out 18 in her first outing, on Friday against the Gators, she struck out nine, but was getting matched on the other end by a freshman for Florida. So it goes to the sixth inning, and the Gators finally get to Staraka. A couple of walks, one hit. 
they load up the bases. So what is their veteran coach, Carol Hutchins, who is now three shy of being the all-time leader in Division I softball with wins due, goes to their co-ace, who was among the best 25 pitchers in the country last year, Megan Bobine. And, well, the Gators hit a grand slam off of her. Cheyenne Lindsay takes one out, and that was it for nothing. The Gators actually had a no-hitter going, which was broken up with one out in the seventh. So we knew we weren't going to see Starocco. We figured Bobian. And instead, Hutchins goes with a freshman, Lauren Durkowski, who had thrown two innings in one of their games. Now, of course, she was a standout pitcher in high school out of Illinois. Ridiculous numbers. A 20-3 and record as a senior with 257 strikeouts, basically two per inning. And she also hit 500 with 12 homers and 36 RBI. And she could bring the heat. But she ran into a hot bat in the first inning, helped by an error as Alexis Johns looked like she was going to get retired on a normal ground out, but the throw pulled the first baseman off the bag, and then Durkowski walks Sheehan to set up this. Big moment here. Foreman rips that ball deep, and it's gone! Right off the top of the Lawler family batting facility. I mean, she got every bit of that one to left center and the Bulls lead three to nothing. I mean, it was a no doubter. Three home runs as a freshman, all pretty important ones, and that was really important because you're playing the 13th ranked team in the country. Again, they led the country in ERA last year. The Wolverines win the Big 12 every year. They run into some problems at the regional level the last four NCAA tournaments, but in general, that's a team that's a candidate to go to Oklahoma City and the Bulls Got an early lead for Georgina Korik. And turns out that was all they needed, the three runs. Korik was tremendous in this game. Only ran into a couple of tricky innings. Michigan did get five hits off of her. Scored a run in the third inning with a single, a sack bunt, and then a wild pitch that kind of just bounced in. Josie Foreman handled it. Runner was going to advance on the wild pitch. She tried to get her at third. Throw gets away from the third baseman, Des Maldonado, and then they score the run that way. But that was followed up with a double, another wild pitch, but then a flyout. So that kept the score 3-1. to one. And then the Bulls, again with the long ball, gave Cork back another three-run lead. Epperson destroys that ball going deep to left field, and it's out of here! Madison Epperson just clears the left field wall. What an at-bat! Down 0-2 early on a couple of change-ups. And she waited on that one and unloaded. And the Bulls are using the long ball to their benefit today. It's 4-1. to one. You could tell a great crowd there at the softball stadium. And the Bulls, fifth-year player out of Tampa Catholic, patiently waiting for her starting role after Bethany Keene departed. She finally gets it, and she has a big hit there. Then it was just about Cork doing her thing and also some math we knew coming into the day that Cork was eight shy of being the conference's all-time strikeout king or queen in this case, and she got that. Two strikes on the batter. Corrick taking her time. Winds up. And it's quantum strike three changeup, and there it is, the record for Georgina Corrick. She is the all-time leader in the American Athletic Conference with 904 career strikeouts, nine of the Michigan Wolverines. And then all that was left after that was to finish the deal. The ball is fouled, and now the Bulls are one pitch away. Regina Korik has had a magnificent day, got some run support early with a big three-run homer by Josie Foreman, and now looks to finish off another masterpiece. Bulls fans all standing, anticipating 
the end of this one. Here's the pitch, swing and a miss, strike three, a fastball right down the heart. And the Bulls have defeated the 13th ranked Michigan Wolverines behind their ace pitcher, Georgina Korik. Strikeout number 11. And celebrations all around. Korik, 11 strikeouts and a big win. Last year, the Bulls didn't get as many opportunities because they were not in any multi-team events. They really had their chances for big ranked wins twice when they played the Gators four times and they played Arizona twice, and they lost them all. Some of them were lopsided defeats, and so you got to grab the Ws when you can. And perhaps that win, and I'm just armchair quarterbacking here. I'll try and get the actual explanation as to why Georgina Cork did not pitch on Sunday, but I'm guessing anyway that if the Bulls had lost that game, then maybe the Sunday game becomes a little more important and you go with Cork, if not the whole thing, at least part. But instead, with the win against Michigan in tow, Erickson decided to go with Cam Dolby. It became a bullpen day as the Gators actually did not score against Dolby in the first inning, but they played six runs against Aaron Pepping in the second inning. And this can happen against the Florida Gators. She walked five batters. Now, it looked like it was headed towards run rule territory. The Bulls actually prevented that, but then the Gators scored five more in the top of the seventh. They also had some great defensive plays. Bulls did get three hits. The kid from Land Lakes, Divine Davis, a pinch hitter for her first as a bull. Megan Sheehan had one early in the action, and Vivian Pond had one as well. But a 12-0 loss to the Florida Gators completes the weekend at 3-1. Gators went 4-0, Bulls 3-1, Michigan 3-2. They actually played Kansas City twice and went with Storocco on Sunday morning in that 90-minute affair. And the other two teams were just trying to get one win. And, of course, when they played each other Saturday night, it might have been the most entertaining game of the tournament. No, I did not stick around to watch it, but Kansas City walked it off. They were down 4 nothing. It was one nothing until Illinois State popped for three runs in the top of the sixth inning. And then Sidney Nichols, who hit that home run against the Bulls, got their bottom of the sixth started with the homer. They tie it with four. Redbirds score one in the top of the seventh, then Kansas City two to walk it off six to five. But I wonder how many people were at that game. The Florida-Michigan game was pretty well attended, by the way. We'll have some well-attended games in Clearwater this weekend. We're not going to be able to broadcast those, but they will all be on the ACC network in the case of the first one against Notre Dame, and then the Saturday and Sunday games on ESPN+. Plus. We were hoping to be able to do those live, but basically from a technical angle, they don't have the facilities for us to be able to do it over there or I would have been going over there. But we got baseball with plenty of action this weekend, and, of course, basketball continuing. Don't know if the Bulls will be ranked in the top 25. They'll be close. Believe me, if they go 3-1 and one next weekend, they'll be ranked. And we'll have more on softball. I'm sure in tomorrow's show you might have a pitcher of the week in the conference. Basketball next, along with the weekends for golf, tennis, and track and field. A lot to get to still here on Bulls Beat.